He's working for the president, he's working for our country. Alien life, uh, like pedophiles, uh, you know, and it just seeks to tie all of that together. Welcome, listeners, to this special introductory episode of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast. We are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. In this much-demanded episode, we are going to give you all the tools you need to understand the conspiracy we named our podcast after, as well as the political environment it sits embedded in. Think of this episode as QAnon 101. So... If you're wondering what the QAnon Anonymous podcast even is, here's a quick blurb. The QAnon Anonymous podcast chops and screws the best conspiracy theories of the post-truth era. Your hosts, Jake, Julian, and Travis, dredge up wild beliefs from online fever swamps, engage QAnon followers in irregular warfare, and trip over deranged historical facts that make conspiracy theories sound sane. Now, your hosts. I'm Julian Field, your angry podcast mom with leftist impulses. I'm Jake, the heart of the podcast, a large adult son who needs to be saved from going full conspiracy theorist. He's also our bard and storyteller. Finally, last but not least, I'm Travis View. I'm the dad of the podcast and an obsessive QAnon researcher who specializes in covering the community itself. Now, QAnon is a convoluted, internet-based, far-right conspiracy theory. But really, that doesn't do it justice. It's more like an overarching conspiracy theory narrative that ties together just about every other conspiracy theory you can think of. Uh, We often think of it as a big tent conspiracy theory, in the sense that if you subscribe to just about any baseless American conspiracy theory, you're probably going to find a home with fellow QAnon believers. Because it's so complex and convoluted, it gives us a lot of material to work with in the podcast. Every week we release two episodes, one regular episode and one premium for our Patreon subscribers. We dive deep into the QAnon belief system and community with Travis. We hear degenerate stories of intrigue pour from the supple lips of myself, Jake. And we get a more historical and journalistic approach by Julian, who typically brings the factual version of whatever madness we're covering, but when he's not pulling pranks or setting up a skit. So to summarize, history, comedy, politics, and a healthy wineskin brimming with conspiracy theories. So now that you know what the podcast is and who your hosts are and what we tackle, let's get this plane off the ground. The Basics of QAnon According to people who believe in QAnon, there is an evil cabal of pedophilic Satan worshippers who secretly run the world. They have been running the world by controlling our politicians, funneling children to the elites, and manipulating the mainstream media to keep the general population ignorant and enslaved. This would have continued ad infinitum if it wasn't for the election of our savior, the sacred knight, Donald Trump. (laughs) In the QAnon world, Donald Trump knows all about this evil secret cabal. He's been actively waging an uphill battle with the shadowy group and their deep state. So the president wants to make America great again, but he isn't doing it alone. Trump is allegedly getting help from a group of people in the military, military intelligence specifically. And this group or entity is called Q. At first, uh, Q was called QAnon, but now Q usually refers to the online poster, and QAnon is the name of the conspiracy theory, generally. What is 4chan and 8chan? 
Before we go further into who Q is, I want to talk a little bit about the infamous 4chan and 8chan image boards. The eldest of these siblings, 4chan, is essentially a simplified web forum designed to post images. Everyone who posts on 4chan is anonymous, even to each other. In its early days, the image board earned a reputation as a breeding ground for some of the internet's favorite memes. For example, if you were an internet user in the late 2000s, you may recall the practice of Rick Rolling, which was tricking people into clicking on a YouTube link that that led to the music video for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> I love that version of the song, Never Gonna Give You, you up. up. But 4chan was also where a lot of trolls and pranks originated. For example, in October of 2008, the internet was abuzz with the rumor that Apple CEO Steve Jobs suffered a serious heart attack. This caused Apple stock to dip 10% before Apple had a chance to correct the rumor. It was later discovered that the rumor was started on 4chan. A common occurrence on 4chan is users claiming to have insider information, frequently within a branch of government, an intelligence agency, or the military itself. For example, before the 2016 election, a user called FBI Anon showed up with claims of having inside information about Hillary Clinton's imminent arrest. Unlike mainstream social networks, image boards like 4chan don't require registration. Instead, users can sign their posts with unique trip codes. This is a string of characters on individual posts, and they're usually gobbledygook like this. MG7VJXZNCI. These trip codes correspond to a particular password used by individual Anons. In theory, this is supposed to allow people on message boards to confirm that two or more posts were made by the same person. But anyone who gets their hands on a password can basically steal someone else's identity with no clear recourse for the victim to recover their account. So Q wasn't the first anonymous person on 4chan to claim to be a government insider. It was just the first to gain popularity outside of 4chan and spill into the mainstream social media networks. 8chan, also sometimes called Infinity Chan, is a lot like 4chan, but worse <laughs> somehow. The Washington Post described it in a more charitable way like this. Quote, the more lawless, more libertarian, more free follow-up to 4chan. What is Pizzagate? FBI non is one of the main things that helped spark Pizzagate, which was a conspiracy theory that was the predecessor to QAnon. And uh, Pizzagate was essentially based on bizarre readings of leaked uh, Podesta emails. What I like about this is that you wrote this as if Pizzagate was over because you really hope it's over. You're right, right. Even yes, though someone is, very recently yes, set, is, tried to is, set is, fire. People still believe in Pizzagate. Yeah. This is, I, 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 <laughs> yes, it, the past tense is purely my fantasy. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. Pizzagate is, is sort of like um, the uh, the judicial branch of uh, the QAnon government. It's like As long of, as there is pizza, there yeah, will be Pizzagate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like one of the three sort of like, uh, uh, polls holding up the tent, I would yes, say. Yeah. In the lead up to the 2016 presidential election, WikiLeaks released several batches of emails uh, to and from John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman. Um, according to U.S. government and independent cybersecurity researchers, it, it came from a hack of uh, Podesta's Gmail account, and it was accomplished by uh, the hacking group Fancy Bear. Which allegedly, which is allegedly affiliated with Russian intelligence. It's right in the name. Yeah, and and apparently Bear. the hack wasn't even really a hack because John Podesta's password, like many boomers, was P appersand S S W zero R D. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Epic, <laughs> epic. When the Podesta emails were released, they did reveal some, uh, let's say, unflattering things about Clinton, depending upon your political leanings. 
for example, they revealed that uh, Clinton supported a no-fly zone in Syria, and she apparently told a Wall Street firm that politicians, quote, need both a public and private position. Uh, the hacked emails also revealed that uh, political operative Donna Brazil leaked presidential debate questions to the Clinton campaign ahead of time. And then betrayed them in her book. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. However, that level of scandal apparently wasn't sufficient for a dedicated group of conspiracy theorists with too much time on their hands. Uh, they searched through the Podesta emails and decided that food terms referenced uh, in those emails were actually codes for criminal perversions. Uh, they thought that the words like pizza, pasta, or walnut sauce, in one case, <laughs> were all secretly references to uh, pedophilia or other depraved sex acts. Uh, they also decided that the center of this child abuse is the Washington, D.C. pizzeria Comet Ping Pong. Uh, this, this deranged conspiracy theory wound up having serious consequences when an armed North Carolina man drove to Comet Ping Pong on December 4th, 2016, and fired a rifle into the pizzeria. Uh, fortunately, there were no injuries, and he was later sentenced to four years in prison for the incident. He just wanted to make sure the pizzas had holes in them. Right, right. Yeah, what the fuck is walnut sauce? I mean, pizza and pasta, I can, you I know, know, pretty, pretty that's, that's the most innocent. Let me tell you, actually, I know yet. this one. Walnut sauce, allegedly, it's actually not that offensive. It's an interracial orgy. Which is uh, <laughs> what? It's like what? That is for not, sure. It was going to be like no, jism not or something. Anyway, <laughs> I know. I don't think some. Mostly, he's factually correct, but I think right now he's going off the deep end. <laughs> Walnut sauce is the uh, single biggest atrocity that the Clinton campaign committed, including uh, fucking Bernie over in the primary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you know they suck it from these little gogurt packages, <laughs> and it sustains them through the day. Who is Q, and what are Q drops? So, okay, now we know about 4chan and 8chan and the beloved Pizzagate. Uh, with all this background information out of the way, let's talk about Q. So, on October 28th, 2017, some random anon, not Q, on 4chan said this. Hillary Clinton will be arrested between 7.45 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, the morning on October 30th, 2017. And then the poster who would come to be known as QAnon responded with the following post. It would be the first Q drop. HRC extradition already in motion. Effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective 10.30 at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. U.S. Marines will conduct the operation while National Guard activated. Proof check. Locate a National Guard member and ask if activated for duty October 30th across most major cities. Wouldn't they always be working across major cities? Like it seems I mean, I have to imagine that's, that's their job. Something. So, um, what do the National Guard do? Do they wait in like a big tuna can and then they get like uncorked whenever something goes <laughs> right. to shit? Yeah, and they just kind of fold out right. like uh, like drones. Like, like clowns out of a car. <laughs> yeah. So that was basically saying that Hillary Clinton was on the verge of being arrested. And, you know, it's a prediction, uh, but of course, it also has somewhat of a kind of deniability built into it. Uh, it's a little bit vague and also kind of a prediction. 
You might notice that Hillary Clinton, of course, has not been arrested since then, and her passport has not been flagged. Hillary Clinton has left the country since that first Q-drop. In 2018, she actually visited India twice in both March and December. But, you ask, even though Q made a prediction that was clearly false on the very first Q-drop, people believed it anyway? Yes. Yes, they do. Welcome to QAnon. <laughs> when you research QAnon and the QAnon community, you'll often notice that they don't particularly care whether or not Q is accurate. Q's failure on the first post, and in many posts after that, didn't stop the community from growing anyway. We also wanted to show you the second Q drop. We think it's a little more representative of Q's style. It's got short, clipped phrases and leading questions. Mockingbird. HRC detained. Not arrested. Yet. Where is Huma? Follow Huma. This has nothing to do with Russia. Yet. Why does POTUS surround himself with generals? What is military intelligence? Why go around the three-letter agencies? What Supreme Court case allows for the use of military intelligence versus congressional assembled and approved agencies? Who has ultimate authority over our branches of military without approval conditions unless 90-plus in wartime conditions? What is the military code? Okay, uh, but where does the name Q even come from? Well, on November 1st, 2017, in the 34th Q-drop, Q said this. Q clearance, patriot. My fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize that we are taking back our great country, the land of the free, from evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge of shining light. On POTUS's order, we have initiated certain fail-safes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout which is slated to occur 11-3 upon the arrest announcement of Mr. Podesta. <laughs> Mr. Podesta. Now he treats him with respect. <laughs> Actionable 11-4. Confirmation to the public of what is recurring will then be revealed and will not be openly accepted. Public riots are being organized in serious numbers in an effort to prevent the arrest and capture of more senior public officials. You, you can tell he's a fascist because he's like, riots are being organized. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that, That's yeah, what they think right. every protest is, a yeah. riot. And they're just assuming, yes, it's, it has it's to be organized. Everyone's like, let's go to this part of town and just vandalize everything for no reason. We just love it. On POTUS's order, a state of temporary military control will be actioned and special ops carried out. False leaks have been made to retain several within the confines of the United States to prevent extradition and special operator necessity. Rest assured, the safety and well-being of every man, woman, and child of this country is being exhausted in full. However, the atmosphere within the country will unfortunately be divided, as so many have fallen for the corrupt and evil narrative that has long been broadcast. We will be initiating the Emergency Broadcast System, EMS, during this time in an effort to provide a direct message, avoiding the fake news, to all citizens. Organizations and or people that wish to do us harm during this time will be met with swift fury. Certain laws have been pre-lifted to provide our great military the necessary authority to handle and conduct these operations at home and abroad. Oh boy, uh, incredibly dramatic, a bit like a Tom Clancy thriller, and you will see that kind of genre come back uh, across the kind of QAnon conspiracy theory 
One of the amazing things uh, that that I noticed here is this is basically a lot of old people who've been waiting forever that daytime television be interrupted with like a little countdown and it's like fellow patriots <laughs> the emergency is here you know and they de- they're so bored please it's like, grab your rifle that you that you stowed away from your service in vietnam they all just want to be a the fight in a big dramatic battle that yeah. makes them all important every every generation is 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 narcissistic enough to believe that the world will somehow end on their watch yeah you may also notice that despite the post claiming that the arrest of John Podesta was imminent in November of 2017, he remains a free man. He remains a free man as of the time of this recording. Q called themselves a, quote, Q clearance patriot. But what is Q clearance? Well, it's actually a real thing, but it's not military security clearance. It's a Department of Energy clearance, and it refers to how many nuclear secrets a person can access. Q being the highest level Department of Energy clearance. Um, so basically, he's Homer Simpson. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why does someone in military intelligence have Department of Energy clearance? I don't think that was ever fully explained. No, I don't think there's like they no. was like everyone just sort of said, "Ooh, clear Q clearance." Ooh, Yo, oh, I haven't heard incredible. of that. That's a fun letter. Yeah. That's not in a lot of words. Department of Direct Energy Weapons. There you go. So Q originally posted on 4chan, uh, but started posting on 8chan as of December 1st, 2017. There have been thousands of Q drops since then. Do you think uh, just went to 8chan because he's like, well, it's like these posts have been good, but now I want to put some child porn into them. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe there's... maybe he thought that the 8chan crowd was going to be a little bit more receptive to uh, his message. <laughs> What is decoding or baking? Because Q drops are cryptic, they require interpretation. Uh, for example, here's a Q drop from uh, November 2nd, 2017. What does swamp refer to? What does money buy? Alice and Wonderland. It's not really clear at all what Q was talking about here. But these are, they're, they're that way by design. These are supposed to be like tiny clues that point QAnon people in the right direction in their world. And so that's why they're often called breadcrumbs or just crumbs. People in the QAnon community, they work together. They try to suss out the coded meaning of these Q drops. Uh, so decoding can be done on any platform, but the main place that they are done is on a board on HN called Q Research. One of the funny things about them being crumbs is that it's essentially an idiom for describing what rich people leave to the poor. They left us crumbs, <laughs> almost nothing. Right, right. You know, and so they're like, yes, crumbs, yes, give yeah. us the crumbs. They're basically royalists. Yeah, they, they, but they feel so information starved. They feel like it's like, well, these little crumbs are like better anything. than what we usually get from the evil mainstream media. Totally. For example, in the case of Alice in Wonderland, it was later revealed that Alice was code for Hillary Clinton and Wonderland was code for Saudi Arabia. Mm, yeah. Anons on a Q Research feel like they're unlocking the secrets of Q, but it, in reality, it's more like it's an improvisational game where they like they try to find a meaning that will go viral in the QAnon community or even beyond. On a Q Research, there are uh, people responsible for creating and maintaining the threads where people post their comments for research, as they call it. They're called bakers. And these bakers are supposed to help the Anons take the breadcrumbs and turn them into completed research, which is called bread. And let's be clear here. This is not how literal bread is made. You do not use breadcrumbs to bake bread. This is a very confused metaphor. They're like, damn it, we ended up with croutons again. 
and I hate salad. <laughs> what is the cabal and who is in it? The main villain in the QAnon universe is the cabal. So this is a shadowy group of super powerful people who control the world. You know, this is obviously a, a, a theme across many, many conspiracy theories. Like you could replace it with the Illuminati or uh, the, Freemason, the Freemasons, Freemasons yeah. the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds. Just yeah, just a secret organization who really pull the strings. And this group of people control the mainstream media, entertainment and almost every politician. And they're also the source of like all the major problems in the world. War, disease, ignorance, and poverty aren't caused by multiple complex overlapping factors, they imagine. Rather, most of the problems of the world are by design, by a powerful, shadowy group of evildoers. They're uh, engineered by the cabal or by people who have been duped by the cabal's lies. Or people who are beholden to the cabal through yes, blackmail. That's and right. That sort that's of right. Shit. Who are in service of the cabal for some right. dark, horrifying reason. Or Jews. Or you are oh, yes, just Jews. It's Why like, not? Um, do you Cause, guys? Because one thing you'll know if you're if you're following this podcast is that it always ties back with blaming the Jews <laughs> it, it, for something. Precisely why that, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> uh, the main cabal uh, puppet masters are the Rothschild family, the Saudi royal family, and George Soros, of course. So Arabs and Jews. Arabs and Jews. To learn more about the the Rothschild family in the QAnon universe, uh, check out uh, episode twenty. Uh, think of the Rothschildin with guest uh, Talia Levin. And for more details on the Saudis in the QAnon universe, check out episode 23, Saudi Arabia with guest uh, Felix Biederman. And this uh, worldwide cabal is composed of basically with everyone with a significant amount of money and power, except for Donald Trump and his family. He, he gets <laughs> excluded for some reason. Yeah, even though he, he comes from like generations of like wealth. Yes. Yeah, and hung out with like everybody in the cabal and partied with them before uh, yeah. the presidency run, but <laughs> right. but you know whatever. So so like Hillary Clinton, obviously cabal, Pope cabal, Jeff Bezos cabal, but Madonna definitely cabal. Everyone who has ever won a Grammy, like a hundred percent cabal. Mm -hmm. What about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper? Oh my God, totally cabal, both yeah. of them. <laughs> whatever happened to fucking country music? <laughs> and uh, the cabal is bipartisan too. The QAnon community has particular hatred for Republicans like John McCain and George H. W. Bush when they were alive. Maybe one of the good things they uh, have. <laughs> the cabal is not just evil; they are like unimaginably supernaturally evil. Uh, they don't just secretly run the world. They also run a worldwide child sex trafficking ring. And it gets worse than that. Uh, many Q1 followers believe that the cabal sacrifices children in order to obtain a substance called adrenochrome, which they use to get high and stay young. So adrenochrome is a real substance, but it does not get you high and it's not a secret youth serum used by the elites. For more details on that, check out the episode 11 of the podcast. What is the deep state? The deep state is not a unique concept to QAnon. It's basically the idea that the elected leaders of the federal government don't actually run it. They're accountable to bureaucrats who really run the show behind the scenes. And these bureaucrats are usually in one of the alphabet agencies, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and then if you get busted with uh, drugs or alcohol, it's the ATF. <laughs> and then uh, Child Protective Services, if your wife doesn't want to give you access to the children. And, and uh, the DMV, if you want to wait in line. The DMV, if you're waiting too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone is part of the deep state. But essentially, uh, you know, to go a little deeper on that, 
you can definitely listen to our JFK episode with uh, Matt Chrisman, but he talks a little bit about the deep state in a way that I found interesting, basically saying that any non-elected official whose power kind of spans several presidencies could be considered a deep state, a, a yeah. power that is, you know, kind of you cannot change as a private citizen uh, voting. They pull the strings and create a kind of calcified power structure that can't really be changed by the elected officials. What is Spygate? Spygate is a conspiracy theory that actually gained quite a bit of traction in the mainstream right. Uh, in fact, Trump himself uh, sent out tweets about Spygate, still does. Uh, this alleges that Obama and people in the Obama administration, most notably people like John Brennan, Hillary Clinton, and James Comey, illegally conspired to attempt to keep Trump out of office. The broad claim is that Democratic politicians commandeered American counterintelligence resources to spy on their primary political opponent and boost Hillary Clinton's chances of winning the election. In the QAnon version of Spygate, this wasn't merely a gross abuse of power, but an actual traitorous coup attempt. And as a consequence, those involved will be tried as traitors in military tribunals, which brings us the event that is going to bring down all of these evil people, the storm. What is the storm? So if this cabal is operating in the shadows... How is Donald Trump going to get rid of them? The QAnon community believes that there is going to be a huge mass arrest event sometime in the near future. In one fell swoop, Hillary, Obama, Comey, all these motherfuckers, thousands of them, perhaps tens of thousands of them, will be arrested and detained, possibly tried, maybe even executed. That's when justice will finally come for the people. And everybody who doesn't want to listen about it over Thanksgiving dinner will be proven wrong. And the civilian courts and civilian prisons will be too good for these evil people. That's why we're going to send them to Gitmo. Anyways, that is essentially the storm, the thing that they keep, keep, keep waiting for. So the storm got its name from an offhand comment that Trump made on October 5th, 2017, a few weeks before the Q drops. On that day, he was posing for pictures in the White House, and he just sort of muttered, You know what this represents? Maybe it's the calm before the storm. So here's a recording of what he said. You guys know what this represents? What? Tell us, sir. I don't know, maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. <laughs> He really just seems like he's muttering whatever's coming yeah. into his brain. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even say definitely. He's all could be, could be the cop. Could be. Stub. Yo, no, it's like, obviously, it's like he... But he, he says it with the, like the smirk of a little boy yeah. who's got a toy hidden in one of his hands. Yeah. And then his kind of placid, lifeless face, like... Curls reporters up. who he's just goddamn despises. He, he hates them. that he has to wait and uh, have these people uh, take his photo. And he just he's <laughs> like fuck these people. I'm gonna fuck with them. That's, yeah. now, that's my interpretation. And it birthed an yeah. entire online movement. Yeah. <laughs> what I think what he's saying is this could be the calm before the storm. AKA all my military friends here are gonna take out guns and shoot back because you guys are shooting photos of me, which is violence. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably fucking with the reporters. Uh, he despises them. That makes sense. Uh, but the QAnon community, of course, later decided that Trump was alluding to these huge mass arrests that were supposed to happen, also known as the storm. So besides Q drops, what actually makes people believe that this event is going to happen? Well, there are a lot of people who think that there are tens of thousands of sealed indictments in relation to these evil people. 
and these sealed indictments will one day be unsealed, uh, like the top of a yogurt that they're able to open without help, proving <laughs> that the justice system is in fact processing all of these evil people from all over the country. They also often imagine that Utah prosecutor John Huber is creating all these sealed indictments in a, a little cave somewhere. Uh, and let's be clear, none of this is true. <laughs> there are not tens of thousands of sealed indictments. They think this because they are confused about how the justice system and the court document website PACER works. What is the Great Awakening? People in the QAnon community, they don't see themselves as this sort of this fringe, kooky minority. They actually think that they are on the bleeding edge of incredible new spiritual and cultural revival in America and the world, in fact. They think that after Q-Team and Trump finally do away with all this evil, then everybody in the world will finally know what they know. Everyone will finally realize that they are right this whole time, and all their lib friends will come crawling back to understand what just happened. And they call this sort of mass uh, realization, this red-pilling of the entire world, the Great Awakening. Even better, the Great Awakening, they believe, will usher in a great new age of prosperity, peace, and togetherness, and even health. Uh, a lot of QAnon people believe that they are suppressed cures to major diseases that will be revealed after the Great Awakening. It's basically a utopia that they all imagine that they are struggling towards. What is where we go one, we go all? If you see a QAnon follower on social media, you're probably going to see them tweet, where we go one, we go all, or the shortened version, WWG1WGA. This is basically the QAnon rallying cry or slogan. It means we're all on one big team. And it actually comes from the 1996 film uh, White Squall starring Jeff Bridges and directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, here is an excerpt from the trailer for that film. To survive on his ship. I will challenge them and they will come together. Hell yes. Become a team. We go one, we go all. Because where he was taking them. What are they doing? Claiming their place in the world. Wow. Wow. I actually did not know that that where we go one, we go all is actually in the fucking trailer. Man, you, you call yourself red-pilled? Yeah, I'm weak. They really love movies. And the interesting thing about QAnon is it sort of shows how much, uh, you know, the, the entertainment industry, Hollywood, is seeped into the American psyche. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he even, Q even references it in a couple drops. He says, you know, you're watching a movie. And so there is this kind of belief that everything that is playing out uh, through the media, the Russian investigation, all of this stuff is actually all predestined and preordained that it is. Uh, it's staged. Yeah, it's they're, staged. they're saying it's a big yeah. stage show. Yeah. And then why it would be staged and to whose benefit, not always clear. Right. Yeah. It, also, it also sort of shows up in like, like you point out, uh, everyone does this, but like they say a lot, get your popcorn ready and stuff as, as if these, this grand sort of geopolitical changes are entertainment. Yeah. They're sort of like, they're like, you know, uh, uh, something fun for you to watch from behind your screen. Yeah. Yeah. We could, yeah, we can go back to the 18th century where people would gather in a public square and uh, watch somebody be executed. Yeah. And then fun. maybe, we all bring our little handkerchiefs and we dip them in the blood. Yeah. What is 
red pilling. So we're gonna we're gonna let Jake, I think, take this he, one. We have this, to. Well, like, yeah, we can, constantly yeah, accuse can, Jake of being easily red pilled. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a trope. I've only been red pilled uh, almost once uh, throughout the recording of this episode, <laughs> and I'm sure that Julian has deleted it. In the context of QAnon, red pilling means uh, the realization that QAnon is true, and that everyone else who doubts QAnon is a blind sheep. Obviously, this concept isn't unique to QAnon. It originated from another movie, the 1999 film uh, The Matrix, starring Keanu Reeves. And actually, the original source of red pilling as a concept was in the pickup artist community and the kind of men's rights community hmm. uh, to like awaken you to the fact that all women, and especially my ex-wife are real bitches. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's it's based on the idea that if you believe in QAnon, then you are enlightened to the truth, and if you don't, then you're blue-pilled. Just a dope led around by the lying mainstream media. It also fits in with, like, believing in Republican or alt-right or far-right beliefs in general. People will use it quite liberally, and they right. use the color as a sign, you know, like the red pill would be the Republican side, the blue pill would be the Democrat side. Right. It's, Loosely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's as if Oh, it's as if the Republicans are are constantly pushing absolute truth, and you've been awakened to the fact that Republicans aren't just fucking rich white racists, but but instead that they're the ones with with the ideas that will lead humanity yeah, to this utopia, and and the you know the the lying mainstream media is desperately preventing that from happening. What is a LARP? You might see uh, critics call QAnon. A LARP, and this stands for Live Action Role Playing Game. So this is a, a game in which people play Dungeons and Dragons, basically, but out in the real world. They, you know, they wear a pretend suit of armor. They have a foam sword. Uh, they 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 beat each other out in the woods. They assume the identity of a fantastical character and temporarily live in a fantasy world. So when people call QAnon the LARP, they're just saying it's all pretend and the people who believe in it aren't really digital soldiers. They're just, you know, sort of lost in this silly fantasy world. They're just boomers who order tactical backpacks on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Q often posts uh, this question. All for a LARP? So this tr roughly translates to if Q is just a bonkers conspiracy theory, then why is the media paying attention to it? Confusingly, they believe that attention from people and the mainstream media somehow validates it or shows that it's real and not just a waste of time that's destroying people's lives. This also kind of explains why they get so incredibly excited whenever anyone gives them any kind of attention. You know, they get hyped when there's a news article about them, when they get interviewed, or when there's a podcast about them, because they think that every news hit about QAnon is one step closer to the Great Awakening. Right. It's like... Oh, well, if this is all pretend, why are there 30 mainstream media articles saying that this is completely full of shit? Yeah. You know, it must be, you know, and, and Q often says stuff like over the target, you know, meaning that, oh, well, because, you know, yeah, nobody's we're, we're getting warmer. Yeah, because they're only reporting on this to remind people or enforce this idea that it's just this, you know, bonkers conspiracy theory that in some way this validates it in reality for the people who are true. Uh, Q believers. You're right. And, and so I have, I have a little question about uh, dissemination and, and kind of volume of posts. How many posts would you say Q has made? Nearly 3,000. So there's been a lot ever since that first November 2017 drop. Yeah. Has QAnon 
spilled beyond 4chan and 8chan and where do most people who don't go to 4chan and 8chan get these drops uh youtube twitter uh it used to be reddit before the reddit yeah. subreddit was banned and there's that website qmap.pub Q- oh, yes yes In the, there's qmap.pub there's also qanon.pub dot pub which just lists the posts with without you that's how i check in on the drops because i fucking i don't want to go to 4chan or 8chan like and yeah. there's there's a lot of kind of more mainstream places where qanon uh was discussed for a long time like reddit used to have a great awakening page and uh calm before the storm was a big uh, quote unquote research area but since they've been deplatformed on the more mainstream message boards basically uh, they've sort of been uh, exiled to vote which is a anonymous message board uh, that's kind of a shittier version of reddit but youtube doesn't care the the, the no. main place for people to consume this no. stuff is still like 8 hour videos on youtube where you know, people will kind of drone on about a drop, but also just kind of, you know, veer off into whatever extra stuff they want to explore. And and YouTube isn't fucking helping. I mean, when you go and look at the, at any QAnon video, the suggested videos to the right lead you even deeper down the rabbit hole. Like they don't even try to, you, the algorithm doesn't even try to deliver sort of a counter perspective or counter narrative. It literally, it goes, oh, Oh, you're interested in Q? Well, holy shit, like, we've got 15 other videos from, like, white nationalists that, like, we think you guys would really enjoy. So QAnon, you know, has a canon, but the canon uh, is basically this coded language that comes through the drops. And then the majority of the actual kind of the tapestry of the story is done by these, you know, amateur researchers. Yeah. Uh, so Q is very interesting because it's it's a kind of, like, decentralized storytelling. Uh, it's It's like thousands of different fanfic threads going on all at once with very little to chew on at the center uh, in the actual official story. Right. It's 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 essentially crowdsourcing a narrative, uh, essentially. And also, I, I just I did want to touch on um, certain transformations that the Q, uh, you know, population went through. One of them was the mainstreaming of them during a Florida Trump rally when the media started paying attention to them. Um, and another one is just the kind of overall disappointment that has occurred over every single prediction not really coming fully true. So we are now, if we had to take a kind of QAnon State of the Union, in a phase of disappointment, rationalization, uh, and for others, redoubled passion. Yeah, the the community, uh, as of this recording, the community has essentially been split into two. There are the, you know, the diehard believers who, you know, are, are desperately trying to convince uh other people on the message boards who are expressing doubt, uh, they call them uh, concern trolls, mm-hmm. uh, is the title for that. People who are concerned that maybe this isn't going to work out the way that they want. And then y- the other group is is just that, people who are, you know, wait, you know, they've been waiting and they're losing hope that this is ever going to materialize into anything beyond uh, the internet. Another word they use a lot is the word shill. And what they mean by that is basically someone who toes the line for the MSM or mainstream media, also known to them as the Mockingbird media. We have an episode on that that you can dive deeper, but essentially it's just the idea that the entire media is rigged. They all uh, receive their messages from one central place and they just toe the line. So there's the MSM uh, or Mockingbird media, and then that gets fed down to the shills who then are either paid by people like Soros or whatever, you know, conspiracy uh, to just keep towing the line and keep pumping out misinformation. Yeah, sort of like the Krasensteins. 
scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Krasen scenes are confirmed shills. I think it's important to also note that when the uh, QAnon community was sort of exiled from Reddit and they moved to these uh, sort of less popular uh, message boards like Gab and um, Vote, uh, there was a a major change in that a lot of the underlying anti-Semitism that reared its ugly head every now and again on the mainstream message boards is now far more fervent and popular on these lesser known boards. And many people uh, in those communities believe that the final red pill is to understand that Jewish people control everything, including the media and the financial systems. Right. And so it was very interesting to to see how that kind of language became much more popular once they weren't uh, on a uh, quote-unquote censored board like Reddit. Yeah. One more thing is, who is Q is something that we do attempt to explore later on, but there's um, theoretically a few different people who've claimed to be. There's a lot of debunking happening. We'll let you do your own kind of looking into that. But it does seem at least partially likely that uh, the account changed hands because there were some changing of passwords and stuff like that. So it, it is not clear in factual reality that Q or QAnon is the same group that it used to be right? Uh, or how many times it changed or in what way, because there are writing styles that are very, very different uh, yeah. from post to post at some periods of time. From Q's perspective, he says that the group that is responsible for QAnon in the posts is less than 10 people. Okay. Within within the uh, president's uh, administration, top military intelligence officials, that he, sort of he's shit. He's like, there are seven. We are samurais, <laughs> and we're awesome. And we're fucking awesome, mom. <laughs> so that's basically the QAnon conspiracy theory. I'm sure we've left some stuff out. Do not write in. And please subscribe to our podcast if this is the first one you listen to. We get a lot uh, weirder, a lot funnier, and and uh, a lot more long form. This was just kind of a condensed glossary and cheat sheet for you. Of course, uh, each of our episodes go deeper about specific little branches that we've touched on in this episode. So you can look through our episode titles. In general, we are straightforward with those. Uh, and you can you know pick the ones you want to dive into or just listen in order. I mean, why not? We get a lot more funny. We get a lot looser. We have skits. Jake you know has begun to really write stories and we've scored them with music. It's totally demented. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like little uh, radio plays from the perspective of some of the subjects that we cover. They're, they're what we like to call the bank of problematic stuff that we have against Jake. And be, because <laughs> QAnon is such this big tentpole conspiracy theory, uh, you'll see that in later episodes, we will branch out a little bit and see how uh, even wilder conspiracy theories that might seemingly have nothing to do with QAnon actually do sort of worm their way into the community. So it's um, it should be fun to check out. And finally, we have some annex topics. One of the topics uh, that we love to cover is post-information and the general kind of dystopic state of, you know, politics and uh, society itself. So those kind of topics will also be, uh, you know, touched on. If you have a topic that you think is right, hey, write in, write in, QAnonAnonymous yeah. at yeah. gmail.com. Look, we've got open DMs. Yeah, we've got open DMs. For, I get to DMs. My, to my... I get DMs from crazy from from QAnon people all the time. So if a fan DM'd me, I yeah. really enjoy it. You can't yeah. just call all our fans crazy. That's... Well, I can actually, Julian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Independent media. We are not censored in any way, and that's why we're all going to lose our day jobs. <laughs> We don't advertise on our show. Uh, we are supported entirely by our listeners. So please subscribe for $5 a month to get access to all of our premium episodes. You can head over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous to kick in. 
Uh, thank you for helping us grow and remain fiercely independent. If you can't afford to support us financially, you can help by telling friends about us and sharing the word online. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating where we are waging war against a bunch of QAnon true believers who are very disappointed after they click on our podcast and find out that we are not pro-Q. One of the funnier latest ratings was somebody screaming about how uh, on our Epstein episode, we made fun of uh, the kind of child sacrifice and uh, sex slavery rate. Things, yeah. And they were like, I don't understand. These people seem to be laughing at what the cabal does. <laughs> this is not funny. One star, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if they could give zero, they would. Just like they tip waiters. <laughs> We also have a Discord server where people hang out and chat. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can DM us or uh, find the Discord tweet in our Twitter timeline. On Twitter, at QAnon Anonymous. And for the host, it's at Julian Field, uh, F-E-E-L-D. Uh, you can find me at Real Rakatansky. The fabulous Travis View is at Travis underscore View. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you.